Welcome to the Addiction Connection. We like to believe the opposite of addiction is actually connection, and we are going to attempt to educate you and possibly even entertain you while we navigate all topics addiction. Hi, I'm Dr. Kirk Devine. And I'm Dr. Heather Bell, and we both provide primary care and addiction services. It's our goal to help you learn more about the disease of addiction and its treatments. We're back. We're back. And Charlie's back. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> we're doing a... It's been a bit. Yeah, we're going to spend a little time doing a few podcasts today, and uh, so we're at the wonderful home of Charlie Resnikoff. Oh, welcome to my home. Yeah. There you go. Gorgeous. Yeah. We won't give you the address, though, people. Yeah. No. <laughs> you're picketers on <also. laughs> Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Only if you're singing Christmas carols. Okay, this is podcast number 82. Wow. Yeah. You guys are incredible. Well, that doesn't count the 46 COVIDs. Yeah, oh those were ugly. Gosh. And we then the bonus, one. extra bonus ones when we used to read journal articles on COVID. Remember that? Yes. Anyway, we digress again. Today is about the nitazines, and uh, these are uh, NSOs. Heather, do you have any idea what that even means? Non-fentanyl synthetic opioids. Oh, wow. I yeah, have it written in front of me. me. Yeah. <laughs> Non-fentanyl. I'm, I'm calling this nitazines. Quote, the new fentanyl. <laughs> I'm excited for this. This is new material for me. I don't know. Well, it's it interesting because this, this came from uh, Dr. Bilden. She sent me a text about how they had metanidazine in a sample of somebody overdosed. And I was like on the computer digging around and I went down a rabbit hole and here we are. Yeah. Wikipedia didn't even know what this was. <laughs> yeah, Heather's uh, main source of information. That's not yeah. true. You know, Doctor Bilden, I feel like she's always around a corner in a closet, ready to like <laughs> jump out and correct me, which has been wonderful. It's been like, uh, yeah, it's been like a really disappointed physical therapist constantly telling you that you're doing your squat wrong. Uh, that's like Bilden in my life, and she's just been, uh, yeah. So I'm just like suspicious she could be lurking around any corner. Ready to tell I think Kurt feels that way about you, too. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> but I, I think probably the first words out of Bilden's mouth are always like, oh, that's an interesting molecule. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> awesome. Probably at home, she's having conversations with her husband. Yeah, yeah no, that's an interesting molecule. I, uh, she goes that low. If she, if she listens to this man, although we have found somebody now whose office has more books than hers. Oh. She sent us a picture during a lesson of her own. She's like, look, I'm on a Zoom. Look at this guy's office. So she took a picture of the Zoom call and sent it to us just to show us. Because of the books. She's taught me so much. I mean, she and she, but she's just not afraid to correct me, at least when I'm off base. And I appreciate that. But that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we should maybe talk. Yeah, about them. Nitazines. Nitazines. So they're actually uh, classified as kind of a novel opioid. And again, not similar to fentanyl. So I think that's really what's interesting. It's a, Which is interesting, though, because it has the same psychoactive effects as heroin, fentanyl, and other opioids. And, of course, it uh, causes death. Yeah. <laughs> and that's bad. The end. Yeah. Um, do, do you get into this, Kurt? I'm sorry, I haven't like done any research in your stuff here. And how it binds then? Is it like a mu opioid receptor agonist or is it fancy or does nobody really know yet? It actually is. And I, I don't know that we really, I put that in here, um, but they've been around a while. These had actually, these had been discovered in the fifties by the Swiss. Okay. So right after, right after they made Swiss rolls, <laughs> which is one of my favorites. And Swiss miss. And Swiss miss. <laughs> I was thinking Swiss cheese um, that nobody likes except me, except this is, just only a hair older than you, Kurt. 
Yeah, but, but there was actually there was actually a bunch of uh, different ones that they came up with the metanidazine, and then now I'm gonna let you say isotonidazine. 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 Yeah. Well, what did you see the nidazine do? <laughs> I, I think that's how you say it, but uh, but basically they also have the related one that's that's even harder to say, which is oh. n pyrolidino pyrolidino. Pyroladino? Pyroladino. Etanonidazine. Etanonidazine. That's all one chemical? Yeah. Not etanonidazine. It's etanitazine. You're adding an extra N. Whatever. (laughs) Well, can we just abbreviate that somehow? (laughs) Well, they did. N-P-E. It's it's otherwise known as etanonidazine pine. Pine? Pine? It is zypine. Zypine? How about... We just say the extra, the third one. Yeah. This is what happens when you let the Swiss name a chemical. Yeah. They could have come up with like, just call it Itano. Yeah. Right. That would have been cool. Yeah. You know, but this is what happens when you let people like Beth Bilden name things. Because, you know, they have to describe the entire chemical structure in the name. and. Mm. But actually, this actually showed up, started to show up and linked to deaths uh, during COVID, during the pandemic. Mm. And so that's when this has been seen. And actually, that's why Beth had... Uh, texted me about this showing so up in a, in a post deaths, eight deaths in five states and minnesota gets to be one of them yes yeah and actually uh there was one last year there's one just recently that it was up oh. on, she thinks it was up in uh northern minnesota actually so that they're using it as kind of a a filler if you will so filler. okay so they were who's they like whatever well, lab in switzerland was developing this to be some type of opioid, but they stopped doing it because people were dying. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> the weird thing about the nidazines, nidazines, <laughs> the weird, the bad part is that there's more rest for per dose or yeah. per level of dose. There's more respiratory depression than there is analgesia. Right. So that's like the old related story is that barbiturates were like that. They got you more respiratory suppression for the sedative action. And then benzodiazepines, which we hate today, was actually a huge improvement because benzodiazepines had less respiratory suppression for the same amount of sedation. So they were hmm. a lot safer. They were just less bad. Less bad, yeah, right? We hate them, Charlie, but a lot of people yeah, don't. Yeah, well, I mean, if we had barbiturates flying around, that would be, yeah, worse, I yeah. guess. But so this is just like the balance between analgesia and respiratory suppression. Mm. is not good for the nidazines, is what you're right. saying. Yeah, so, so it's like, more the barbiturate version. Yeah, right. So it's interesting, though, because this was earlier than Oxy by far, like OxyContin uh-huh. and all of that. Oh, yeah. So In the 50s, it's just man. interesting that this came back. Yeah. I, I think that there's a whole bunch of pharmaceuticals out there that are known and described that are just on a shelf. Yep. And nowadays, waiting for a reason to be used, for right? for a reason. Yeah, and I think, you know, whether it's synthetic cannabis or the the fentanyl analogs or who knows what else, benzo analogs, I think they're already out there on some pharmaceutical company catalog, and if someone finds them and figures out how to make them illicitly, Hmm. I think they're coming. I think Hmm. weird synthetic drugs is the future. Would it be weird if I was getting a chemistry set for Christmas? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I asked for it. Sasha (laughs) Shulgin. You're the new Sasha Shulgin. Yeah, I'm Sasha Shulgin. (laughs) Sasha? You know, my syrup shack will not just make syrup now. It'll be a chemistry lab. Okay, so depending on how busy this podcast gets, uh, the DEA is going to raid your syrup shack. Yeah, yeah. totally. totally. No, that's syrup. 
Yeah, so just cook them some pancakes when they're done with the yeah. syrup chakra. <laughs> they so wouldn't trust the syrup. We should we should probably get back to okay. metanidazine. Metanidazine. Yeah, there's so there's a bunch of them. And Potency: so, thirty to two hundred times morphine. Yeah. Okay. But respiratory depression fifty times greater. Oh. Yeah, okay. that's I'm, bad. Those are bad numbers. Yeah. And I think that uh, you know the the problem really is that there there had been no studies, and honestly, you know, a lot of us had not heard this. Of this, I certainly hadn't until uh, Beth had if reached out. Charlie Reznikoff had not heard of this, yeah, or Beth even, because clearly she didn't know. Well, she, she might have. Might. Hard, hard to know. She probably knew about it because she reads books that are, you know, got In pictures. Swiss. Of, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's so there's no studies that really characterize the abuse potential. Clearly, it it fits a it fits the mu receptor issue and should be a. You know, it's probably very similar to all the opioids, but there's no studies. Okay, so if it's first found in forensic samples, so autopsy, overdose-related things, in 2019, which is interesting because it was in the U.S., Germany, and Canada, not Switzerland, um, wonder if it was around before that in overdose deaths, people just weren't testing for it. And what made it show up now? Because if it's not related to fentanyl and... It's is it enough related to something else that it would have popped or what made them well, find it? Well, one of the things is it's not controlled, right? So, Ooh, right? So it's not listed as a controlled substance in yes. some countries. And so if you make this and you sell it, uh, you're fine. And actually... I know, but how did they find it in forensic samples? That's my question. Oh, that, yeah. That they were looking for it. But how did they know to even yes. look for it? Smart people like Beth. Yeah. You know? But it's like this you know, really it, looks it, like metanidazine. Well, it had to be like an overdose that everything else was negative. Yeah, which oh. is weird because most things show up first as combo. Plus, this yeah. right now is typically just uh, an adulterant. That's I mean, what I'm putting, saying if it's yeah. an adulterant, it's something like else is positive. It's a booster. So yeah. why would it? Yeah. Anyway, but really, but it's not a controlled substance. That's in some places. In some places, okay. yeah. That's so, and they talk about this in, in some of the things I was looking at that is of, in a, as of October, 2021, there were no national or international controls. Although in the U S there are some restrictions that no, have become a, tighter. They may. Yeah, they're, they're looking at tightening this and I couldn't find anything that said it was all now scheduled. Um, okay. So, yeah. But it is available for research, which is good. But it's all over the internet. You can buy this anywhere. This is not an advertisement. Yeah, I literally <laughs> went on the internet and found this from big drug companies like that sell bulk stuff, and you could just buy it. It's it was unbelievable. Like, it was unbelievable. It was all over. Yeah, I mean, as do you remember bath salts? I mean, that's yes. it's kind of like bath salts or even synthetic cannabis a few years ago, where it was basically unregulated, and then there's well, it's just crazy for twelve months, sixteen well, and kratom. months. Kratom, kratom, yeah, yeah. Okay, so how do you use it? Sub-Q? Yeah, there were some studies uh, initially when they were looking at this, they did sub-Q and IV, uh, and, and that's how they found out, especially doing an IV, that there was such a respiratory depression issue. Um, but now... But they're smart because yeah. they use mix it with bicarb so it doesn't burn. Yeah, huh. yeah, that's what you do. And actually, in the stuff that I found where you could buy it, it was a powder already. And so people are obviously, what is the first thing they're going to do? They're going to snort this, and that's... Um, or smoke it, and so that's what's been happening. So, what's the the so quickness? Bicarb of working? is it sodium bicarbonate? Is that just baking soda? Yeah, yeah. So you mix yeah. it with that. Uh, I got some baking soda. There you go. <laughs> do some I mean, holiday baking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like lidocaine to do a skin thing. You should actually mix it with sodium bicarb so it doesn't sting. But nobody does that because it's expensive. All right, 
So, and I think that when you look at this thing, as far as like, you know, we always talk about metabolites and, you know, are there metabolites active? And at least at this point, there are multiple metabolites of this. They know that they don't know if they're active though. There's not been enough studies. So we really don't know. Is it, is it metabolized and it is stronger because of the metabolites or not? Nobody really knows. Okay, so if you were to test for this, is there like a nidazine test? Or is, is you know, maybe the isodinazine is... Isodinazine. Is that a... I can't even do it anymore. I saw it. And then the other one that no one's going to try to pronounce. It's a small four-legged animal. Uh, Are they uh, metabolites of it? Don't know. Don't know? Okay. I don't know how they're finding it. But it's, you know, it's very potent. Uh, And and again, most of the studies have shown that in comparison to fentanyl, you're probably talking... 113 to 121%. Just roughly. Yeah. Slightly <laughs> more. Slightly yeah. more. Yeah. So, but that's just metanidazine. Okay. Uh, some of the other ones are much stronger. So yeah. the good news is, so not, it's better than fentanyl in that it can be reversed by Narcan, naloxone. Yeah. So maybe the affinity is less or something Well, like that. you should go back and read the wooden chest syndrome yeah. because... <laughs> This is why I'm totally going to go back to that because... The wooden chest syndrome. Right. So fentanyl, can the mu receptors in the brain respond to naloxone? Of course they can. But it also, fentanyl acts at the um, anticholinergic things, which Mm. makes you have the muscle rigidity that people with use fentanyl have. And that is not reversible. And so you get this laryngospasm blocks off your airway. Sure it's not laryngospasm? Sure. Mm. Um, (laughs) So, but so that part of the respiratory stuff is not mu receptor uh-huh. related. It's the it's an cholinergic, or it's a cholinergic or anticholinergic. I don't know. Cholinergic. Don't know. It's one of those. But there are those um, reversing agents for the. Well, you could do like succinylcholine, which is yeah. why only anesthesiologists know about this problem. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. But one of the other things was that they they share a transporter. Remember that the Narcan naloxone oh. shares the transporter into the blood brain barrier with fentanyl. I didn't know. So you have yeah. fentanyl, super saturates the receptors, so naloxone just, can't get in. I just want you to know, since we've last done a podcast, you two are like on the next level. We got smarter. <laughs> you, you are so next level. I mean, you listen to the first five or six we did, and then people are like, those are some stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw. No, that was your country music one. Oh, that's People right. still love the music oh, ones, yeah, though, man. Yeah. We got to come up with some new like okay, pop I'll, ones or I'll rap. Some, yeah, I'll think of some color. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so <laughs> I don't know where we are anymore. <laughs> I, I don't you know, this could go over the time limit. That's uh, right. Twenty anyway. percent of patients, respiratory depression and cyanosis in a study. Like I said there were no studies. Well, in that one. That was a rel- that was very new. That was just done in twenty twenty one. Okay. I was just teasing. Very new. So again, the toxicology, the biggest thing that's the problem is again that respiratory depression and um you know, again, naloxone does work for the OD, uh, but again, we talked about that not in the case. It doesn't fix wooden chest syndrome. And there's not a lot of data as whether or not it does this like fentanyl. There's been some concern that it does because, of course, heroin and morphine do not but give it's you wooden a, chest syndrome. it's a NSO, non-fentanyl synthetic opiate, so it yeah. shouldn't be like fentanyl. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. We got a little bit left, Heather. I know. So you want me to stop talking? No. Or you can talk about what's on here. Okay, a study published in June. Yeah, just this last June. Yeah. What is postmortem cases? Twenty of them. Yeah. So they actually had twenty confirmed cases. Oh, but mixed with reviewed. fentanyl over half of the time. Yep. 
And with other drugs, about 45% of the time, benzos, opioids, and hallucinogenics. So typically half the time it's with fentanyl. Got so it. it's it's kind of like the, we did a counterfeit pills podcast a bit ago, and the ecstasy. I didn't realize, you know, like the, the Snapchat and all the things where you can buy all these pills on. Snapchat huh. is like the biggest dealer of counterfeit pills, P.S. How much fentanyl is mixed into things like ecstasy? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, Didn't it's see it troubling. Yeah. I'm surprised there's not many more overdoses in club scenes then. So now you're going to have to say iso... I saw the nidazine. I, I saw, did, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the second most popular nidazine. So you got metanidazine and then you got the iso. Uh, but the interesting part is that there, there was a little graph about what the strength difference was, and that's or the potency, which is vastly different. Because um, again, the metanidazine is very similar close to fentanyl but when you get to some of the things like the ito nidazine pine whatever we'll call it ito ito pine yeah ito pine uh that's 10 times stronger and and you look at the ones like just the plain old ito nidazine that's again five to ten times stronger so so metanidazine is the one that's shown up in minnesota and other places but uh some of the other ones they're concerned that the iso is going to be the, the next fentanyl if you will yeah the next step up I so, love this in conclusion. The number one, yep. the drug supply is unpredictable because it's totally. I mean, oh, it's huge. It's not FDA approved. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. And once this is once we're through all this, the nitazines, there'll be something else. Yeah, you know, there, there's always a new one. Yeah, always a new one. So yeah, I mean, it's basically you need to ask questions about you know whether patients know that they're getting this right. Did they? Did they have somebody tell them that it was a metanidazine or did they order it? And are they snorting? That's it? true. Yeah. I think the asking about ordering, because it's kind of like the fentanyl. You ask them, well, are you taking fentanyl? Yeah. No, it's straight heroin. I trust my dealer. Yeah. yeah. Straight fentanyl. And again, it's legal in most places. You can still buy it on the internet. I went right on the internet. I found three different sites where I could buy it. Incredible. Just Did like you that. buy them and com- you can compare and contrast which one has them? That's why I'm getting the chemistry set so I can kind of <laughs> figure out the potencies of what's coming in. Um, but again, they can be very high, and that was one of the big things. And again, as prevalence is kind of the enhancer, the big point really is that uh, this is increasing in the U.S. and they expect it to keep going up because it's relatively cheap. And you don't have to make it. You can just quick buy it off the internet. Somebody bulk. else makes it in for bulk. you. Yeah. In Switzerland, in the Swiss Alps. So in a nutshell. That's, that's how they survive crashing into trees in the Alps when they're skiing. I want to go skiing. I know, right? <laughs> Maybe Lutzen. <laughs> There's always Lutzen. Does it have something to do with metanidazine? No. Oh, okay. Um, if you skiing. crash into a tree, you can use... So I wonder, because you said it, it's used as like an enhancer. I wonder if like they're going to find out that it actually potentiates the effect rather than being a symbiotic it like exponentially increases the impact time will tell i just thought it was interesting i thought we need to podcast it just because it's out there it's on the radar now it's now on the radar yeah now you know what's going to happen what we're gonna you know it's kind of like when you hear a name or see a person and then all of a sudden it's everywhere everywhere. dang it sorry guys no it's it's good to well thank you for teaching me that beth and thank you for conveying <laughs> yeah. Beth's teaching to me, Heather yeah. and Kurt. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Beth, we'll, you can correct us if uh, we did this totally wrong. Yes. So we will see everybody next week or talk to everybody We're next still week. not seeing them. I know. In my mind, I do. And uh, we'll let Casey, uh, we'll <laughs> let Casey add a little music. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.
Surely you won't meet you again. 